Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Converge Mid-America. In this episode, we're going to be continuing with part two of our conversation on worship with our panel of three pastors and worship leaders. Jordan Herrera is Worship and Group Life Pastor at Grace River Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Michelle Albrecht is Worship Director at Northbridge Church in Antioch, Illinois, where her husband Mark is pastor. And Abram Delgado is pastor of Casa de Aracion in Round Lake, Illinois. I'm so grateful for all three of these leaders and I'm excited to continue this important conversation. So we're going to get right to it here today. This, this question is for Jordan and Michelle specifically. Um, I'm often asked what a worship leader does from a job description perspective. And, and I'll, I'll even have pastors ask me, you know, hey, is 20 hours a week too much? Is, is you know, how do they fill it? How do they do that? Is it, can I do this full time? Uh, what does a week as a worship leader, director, planner, pastor, what does it look like? Jordan, why don't you give us sort of a walkthrough of your week? Uh, and, and, and really, I think it will be helpful. What sort of time frames are you looking at in, in those things? Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, our Sunday obviously takes up the day of worship there. Um, you know, and then the next day we gather for staff meeting, we walk through, uh, we break down all of the sermon, um, or all the sermon. We also break down all the service. Sorry, not just the sermon. Uh, Chris doesn't want to hear all the bad things he did. No. Um, but, uh, we do break down the sermon. We, we talk through, uh, all of the service and, um, we spend a lot of time dictating, you know, were there any, we asked ourselves um, some really good questions. And these are some maybe that I know we pulled from another church, but uh, have really helped in us engage was, um, you know, uh, did we engage well um, in person and how do we gauge that? Right. And so did we, you know, are, we're not gauging by people's hands being raised or crossed. We're just dictating, was there energy in the room? Um, and then what elements worked and what didn't um, were vision and values and culture on display um, what did we celebrate and who are we going to celebrate this coming week or what, what are we going to choose to celebrate this coming week? Um, and then did we engage people well? Like, so we, we specifically asked those questions and we spent time doing that and that time. Um, and that can be about an hour and a half, I guess about two hours or so, but most of the week is, is really prepping, um, you know, maybe songs communicating with the, the worship team just on, um, what we might have become coming up. Um, we record, uh, our services, um, pre-record services for our uh, for our YouTube channel for things like that for online church, and so that can give it. We also we do that all on the same night though. So we do rehearsal, we, we record, then we do rehearsal back to back, and we do that as a great way to just help get our get our music out to the to the community and to the public and um, allow them to hear it and and have and also have our church people hear it too. But that's something we do. Um, I, I often uh, spend time, you know, walking through different harmonies and spots and sounds on the keys and stuff like that. Um, I'll walk through uh, what, devo- like what, um, you know, devotion or challenge I'm going to bring to my team um, that given week. I mean, that's a big element. Um, what are we, what are we choosing to, I mean, what's crazy is we just had this podcast, this past session. We our our verse for this past year has been, John 4, 23 and 24. And we've been just breaking it down, memorizing it and just saying, Hey, uh, spirit and in truth, what does that mean? It's heart, head and heart. Like it's our head and heart fully into this whole thing. Um, and so 
we spend time just doing uh, all sorts of things. I'm, if I'm playing keys that week, I'm going to work for keys for a little bit. If I'm playing uh, drums that week, I'm going to work on some drums for a little bit. If I'm having to, uh, if I'm going to jump on the guitar, I'm going to work on that spot for a little bit. But um, I think the biggest thing my job entails is to spend solid, good quality time with people um, outside of music. I mean, yes, music's great, but like if you're not spending time with your team outside of that, you're only having them do stuff just because they want to do it for you rather than like what you're having for them. We always say that we like, we don't want anything from you. We want, we have something for you Um, because otherwise it's just a volunteer doing a job, um, what they have to do rather than what they want to do and what they get to do. And that's just to worship God. And so um, just spending solid quality time with people. We do hangouts once a month or once every other month or so we'll go, do axe throwing or do some crazy stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy, I guess, but uh, it's just fun just to spend good time outside of doing worship. So that's good. That That's super helpful. And I think you said something important in there too. It, you can't lead what's not happening in your heart, right? Right. So right. part of your job during the week is to, is to help people understand that if we're not right as leadership, um, we're lead worshipers. So, mm-hmm. so we're leading the way in worship. We're not just simply asking someone to do something that we're not doing. And and so I think you made that a really important point in there uh, that we mm-hmm. our hearts need to be ready and and we have to be together for that too. I think is is that community is so important to develop right. in that way. Michelle, what about you? How how does what does your week look like as a as worship director? I yeah. Well, let me just let me back up a second. Just say I think that. Um, you could ask this question to so many people, so many different churches, and you're going to get so many different responses, right? Mm-hmm. But um, for for Northbridge, for us, the bulk of my week is spent on um, helping to recruit and build and develop teams. So for us, this is just for Northbridge now, we... Um, I never wanted the the music team to kind of be based upon a personality or one person. So there's a high value of uh, that we place on shared leadership. So every week there might be um, sometimes I lead worship. Um, different people, different volunteers in the team will lead worship. We'll have different rehearsal leaders, different people who lead our devos before the rehearsal starts on a Thursday mm-hmm. night. So a lot of my time is. Um, spent investing in those people who are going to be um, doing the work. And, um, you know, uh, Jordan hit on it too, but going back and we, you know, look back at our Sunday and we'll assess what went well, what didn't go well. Um, I think I'm sure Jordan does this too. You probably manage your planning center database, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, you create songs. You're always on the lookout for new songs. Um, I do the scheduling for our sound teams and, um, help to provide training opportunities for people that want to get in, involved um, and serve that way. Um, that's, it's, it's just, it's a, that's a big part of my job is uh, recruiting and trying to find avenues where people can slide in and they can experience community. And I think so much of discipleship happens in the context of community. It happens in, you know, one-on-one conversations when people are coming in for serving opportunities. So that's a, that's a big part of my job, which um, side note during this COVID era has been really hard. It's yeah. been really, really hard mm-hmm. to kind of maneuver all that. But, um, but again, that's just Northbridge. Like that's just the way that 
we've chosen to structure um, the the job of of the worship director. But you know, Jordan's got a different role at his church, and that's cool too. So you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, and there's not a one size fits all approach to different worship leaders. But that's how I spend the bulk of my time. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I would agree though with everything you just said. I mean, there's I I take a I do a ton of the same stuff you're talking about. Um, you know, we we try to one thing that's a, I feel like maybe a little different is that we do write our own music too a lot of times to help fit a sermon and, and thought too, like what we're trying to convey, what we want our church to be singing for the whole week or the whole month. And so we'll spend time writing a song out and that's part of it. But like, yeah, mo- most of it is developing teams, developing leaders, developing disciples, making people sharper than they were the week before, um, stopping to celebrate, you know, uh, just how important they are to us at the same time and stopping to celebrate what, what a great experience we had last week. Um, you know, so yeah. next time you go ax throwing, our team is going to join yours. That's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Do it. You know, I was, I was a worship pastor, uh, in the nineties and early two thousands. And those were at least in Baptist circles, those were what we called the worship wars. And, uh, and so I was in the middle of all of that. And I know there's criticism that happens uh, today, uh, but I can promise you it's not like it was back then. But Abram, <laughs> I, I, you know, part of your role now as lead pastor is, you know, you you deal with more of the critiques and the and and people's opinions and all of that that then maybe you even did as worship leader um so yeah. how, how has your role as senior pastor sort of changed uh you know how, how are you thinking about worship differently how do you deal with with the challenges that come about being a lead pastor as it relates to the worship experience it's too loud or why can't we do music we know or why do we have to do everything in english and not and not spanish or whatever it is yeah yeah well, we we we, uh, the, we say we tell to the people, you know, if you don't like loud, go to the back, and all the crazy people <laughs> come to the front. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what earplugs uh, are for, right? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a little not not that much. I think um, as Hispanics, I think we like loud, and I, I don't have too much problem with the. We go for our worship goes for thirty to forty minutes. Okay. Uh, our, our worships, I mean, time, and it's fine with us. I mean, and we worship at the end too. We make an an altar call and we stand another, we stay another ten minutes there. I don't know. So we have a problem with that. Um, so I think I enjoy being there in that yeah. in that in that part. Yeah. So, uh, but for me, I think there's two different ways to to be like a worship leader. I mean, because there's some worship leaders that they just lead on Sunday. Uh, they have, uh, you know, 30 minutes and they lead, okay, and that's it. But I also, I think there's another leader that it's more like pastoring, like a shepherd, you know, for the for the team. And I asked that to, to my leader. And I told you know what, uh, I wanted you to be their pastor. I wanted you to be um, their leader in, 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 the, in their spiritual walk with God. Because I try to be for him. So one of the main questions that I uh, ask Chino or the other leaders, the worship leaders, it's what are you reading right now in the Word? Uh, tell me what is telling you, and, I mean, through the Bible. And uh, I'm trying to be there for them in their walk with God. So I ask them the same thing. You know, Chino, I wanted you to go and uh, we'll go with Danny, go with uh, Hannah and and 
check with them. How are they doing? How uh, you can help them in, in their own work? So I think for me, it's very, very important. I mean, yeah, it's important the planning, the, the vision and all that. That's, I, I agree with that. But for me, I mean, for, for the worship leader to take care in a deep way, I mean, um, it's it's more more important. Um, we we start doing the uh, being accountable one to another. Uh, so they start sending to our worship leaders their devo every day during this pandemic. Every the the guitar player, the drummer, everybody starts sending their own devo, and that was pretty cool. I really like that because they're starting they're start sharing things. I mean, between them. And that was pretty cool. And our worship, I know, prayer time on Wednesday uh, started coming just very spontaneous because everybody, they don't only have a prayer, but they have a Bible verse to prayer. Mm. So I think, I mean, being close to them in the Word, I think it's going to be, we're going to be more effective, I will say, effective yeah. Yeah. In, in the way to take care for, for our musicians, yeah. for our teams. That's really good. And and I, I think here's an, a, another point that I'm hearing to, just to so everybody can hear this. And, and pastors, um, uh, um, music people are a dime a dozen. Uh, there's plenty of them out there. But people whose hearts are connected with God, who are speaking like these three are, that's, that's why I have them on the, on the podcast today, because I know they get that. But make sure you're asking their, your worship leader, what's going on in your heart spiritually? How are you directing your people spiritually? We're so into making sure that everything sounds good. I'm telling you what, some of the best Sundays I ever had from a, from a, a, a quality perspective hit no spiritual notes with people's lives. And some of the Sundays that I thought were absolutely horrible from a production perspective, those were the Sundays when people would come and say, Brian, uh, I don't know what was going on today, but the spirit of God was moving in a powerful way. And and so don't forget that this is a spiritual gig. This is not a music gig. If you're looking for music in enhancement or whatever, uh, go play in a band somewhere. Um, but right. ultimately, we're doing the same 40, 50 songs over and over and over. And you're not going to get fed creatively like you're going to outside the church. Worship is as much a utilitarian experience as it is an aesthetic experience. And and, and I believe mm-hmm. that wholeheartedly. And it's not that we shouldn't be creative, not that we shouldn't be excellent. Um, but mm-hmm. if we're not effective, which is really the word I use, uh, is is was your worship effective? Did it Did it help people? into God's throne room. And I would say bang garbage can lids together if that's what it's going to take mm-hmm. to get people into God's presence. Right. Um, right. So uh, with, with that in mind, um, uh, Jordan and Michelle, I'll, I'll go with you, Michelle. How do you, in, and, and keep that, and this is a family show, but how do you interact with your lead pastor in regards to worship plan? <laughs> Stop laughing, Abram. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I would say that's something that the senior pastor and I have had to grow in over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not um, afraid to tell them what you think and probably vice versa. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a healthy give and take. Yeah, yeah. there's a healthy give and take. I think um, for, for the most part, there is a um, definitely hearts that are leaned in in terms of, you know, he knows that we want to serve. Um, 
the teaching pastor, many times it's him, but often it's not. But he knows that the, the music, we, we want to serve uh, what is happening with the teaching. But at the same time, um, you know, our, our teaching pastors are also mindful of the fact that sometimes they want to have a particular song that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we're not able to do it on a Sunday. We don't have, you know, the right personnel, or maybe there's too many other elements that are happening within a service, whether it's child dedication or, you know, sending off a missions team or something, and there's just simply not enough time. Or we'll say to them, you know, well, if you could pick, do you want to have a song that comes alongside post-message as a song of response? Or would you like to have another song that is within a worship set um, up top? But you maybe have to pick and choose. So, but I feel like there's a, um, over the years, there's definitely been a um, a coming together. And I, I go back to Philippians, you know, and how do you consider, how do you serve one another and consider one another's better? So I, I feel like it's a pretty healthy process, um, you know, that, that, you know, we have, it's, you know, yeah, it's taken it's taken some time to get there, but I feel like we're there. Yeah, how about how about you, Jordan? How how do you and and Chris work together and and interact with each other that way? Well, man, he's so difficult. <laughs> no, I'm just he's great. Uh, you know, we interact uh, all the time, and um, I, Chris is like one of my best friends. So that's another advantage I feel like I might have is, is, you know, we, we have so much fun together, even outside of church. And so, uh, that helps our conversations. I can call him on anything. He calls me on anything. Um, we have permission to speak each other's life all the time, not because he's my boss, but because, uh, we have a brotherhood relationship. And so that's helpful. Um, but when we interact we, we think, again, we think through, um, you know, what songs, what's the sermon, you know, about what's the sermon series we're going through, um, how, what songs are out there that we can incorporate in that actually have like some good biblical truth to them and, and not just some, but, you know, they follow the biblical truth that are out there that we can sing about and um, what lines are in them that we really want our people to be pouring out um, as we like sing a new song. Um, for instance, we did a series called you are worth it. Um, it, uh, you know, it was a series we wanted to provide scriptures and promises of saying, God, God, no matter what my circumstances, what season I want to walk through, I know that I'm worth it because I have a God who cares about me. I want to grow in relationship with him and I want to love him. So we, we didn't really find a ton of songs that may have talked about general worth. And so we wrote a song. We wrote a song called I Am Worth It to just write and sing the lines. I am worth it because of the power of the grave. I am worth it because of what you've done for me. I am worth it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and describing that. And so um, we work hand in hand of like, hey, he just gives me permission. Um, and that at the beginning wasn't the greatest tension. There was some good tension there. Like he was like, you know, he didn't love that at the beginning. I've known Chris for a long time, but he, uh, at the beginning, he, he would push, kind of shun that back. Well, maybe we can use a different time. Maybe we can use a different time. And then so um, as we kept talking about it and describing it, the lyrics, um, I, I think it really helped open his mind up to it. And now he, like, looks forward to songs that we've written because usually they'll fit something. But I feel like working together with him is just um, ask each other hard questions. Let there be tension in the room. The good positive tension, right? And uh, and then, um, come together to an agreement, even if it's a agree or disagree type of area, but we know that God's spirit is in it and then rely on God to do what he only he can do in the service. So 
One more question on the uh, before we leave here today, and I just want to say again, thanks so much for for you guys doing this. I I, I really believe this is going to be very helpful. Um, but you know, I I do know that a lot of pastors listening to this episode and these two episodes are are, are just only going to be able to dream of doing some of the things that you all do in your churches in regard to worship. You know, none of you. Uh, are, are a part of a small church. Uh, you know, Michelle uh, Northbridge is is uh, climbing towards the 1,000 mark, uh, at, at, you know, getting closer to that. And Jordan, you guys are three, 400, and Abram, you're 300 or so. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, if a pastor's there listening and saying, oh, that's all great, but I got a church of 75, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, I don't even have a talent pool that I can even draw from. So here's what I want each of you to do. What's what's one resource that you could give uh, someone to go to to help them get better at this with their church? You know, I'm a I'm a senior pastor, and I, I need one resource that can help our church be better at worship: a, a book, uh, a podcast, uh, uh, you know, planning center, what, whatever it is that you can think of would be that one thing. And and then the second thing is 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 what's one word of encouragement uh, that you could give. Uh, to them as as it relates to worship, it, you know, as you would be talking to someone who doesn't have that blessing of the resources. I hope that makes sense. So yeah. one resource and, uh, and, and one way that you would encourage pastor. Abram, I'll start with you. Um, for me, I will say um, find a leader. I, I don't know about too, too much about resources. Okay. Uh, but at least find a leader around around your church to help you, because uh, sometimes we we depend too much in in resources. I mean, that's 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 good. I mean, programs yeah. and all that. But uh, when I get close to, for example, I remember when I was in Waukegan with with Pastor Jesse, I asked uh, Corey. Probably some of you, probably show you. Uh, I I just get closer to Corey. Hey Corey, can you help me? I'm doing this in my church, so. And he helped me, and in that in that way, I grew a lot, and uh, helped me to to see some of my, um, I mean, mistakes and all that. But I think having a, a two people, I mean, that knows better than you, and do, I mean, about worship, I think it would be great. So you, so they have their input. I mean, towards the ministry. For me, that's one. And and the other one, it will be like, try to find. Uh, people with uh, multiple hearts uh, not, sometimes we go for the for the talent and you know what I I I learned in the bad way I really go for the for the heart for yeah. finding people that have a multiple heart and probably they don't have the 100% talent but can grow but having a multiple heart for me it's more important than, than yeah. anything. Very good. By the way, you did share a resource and your resource was people resource. Well, yeah. And uh, I think that's such a great tip is find someone, not, not someone who's 10 steps ahead of you, yeah, find no, someone no. who's a step or two ahead of you mm-hmm. and pick their brain and, and, and figure out how you can learn from them. And I, I think yeah. Abram, that's, that's a really good resource actually. And then again, the heart is such a big deal. Uh, you don't, you don't want monotones leading in worship. They can make a joyful noise in other ways. But, <laughs> But <laughs> I'll take heart over over talent any day yeah. uh, because it it, right. it really communicates so differently. So that yeah. that's really a good one, uh, Michelle. I'll I'll go with you next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I, I just really quickly I want to just piggyback on something that Abram said. 
Um, I think that if you are um, a church planter who is looking to, or if you're, if you're, if you've been pastoring a church for a while and you need to find a worship pastor, um, I would say find someone who's going to be more concerned about helping to recruit other people. Because I think Abram said it right. It's too easy to just want to kind of um, hire a personality versus hiring mm-hmm. somebody that has gifts and talents, but they're more concerned about developing the gifts and talents of others. Right. And then you know, multiply, you know, your team. Mm-hmm. So that's my quick piggyback. Um, <laughs> I think um, this is just, I've read so many books on worship over the years, but the one that is still like, I think a go-to resource is this one by Bob Coughlin. And it's his first book um, and it's called Worship Matters. And it's just a no nonsense, um, really hands-on practical tools for worship leaders themselves. And it talks about how to develop in teams. It talks about how to, um, to uh, let God lead your heart on a personal you know, basis and also how to lead from the platform. And it's just, it's just rock solid, rock solid yeah. good. Um, and then you asked about a word that you wanted us to give to pastors who are, and I'm going to say this without um, tearing up, which I'm tearing up, um, persevere, just yeah. persevere. This is the Lord's thing. This was never your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always the Lord's thing. Just persevere, persevere. Yeah. So, Amen. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Jordan? Yeah, so... Um, I, my, I'll start from the top of the resource, but, um, planning center has been our best friend. Um, we don't ha- rely, t- we're not production We're you, Brian, you've been here. We're not high on production. We love to just present, um, the most real vibrant, uh, selves that we have, that we are, whoever God's made us to be. Um, we try to be real both in our recording, like a live sound that we have also, we want that same sound to be able to be on a Sunday. So yes, we strive for excellence, but we're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Um, and we don't go for this overperformance thing, but uh, planning center has been an incredible resource for us since day one. Um, I would say if you're at any, to encourage any pastor or worship pastor, if you're not using that already and you're using kind of just whatever, like a Dropbox or um, whatever it is that you're sending stuff, uh, <laughs> no offense, but yeah. You can create a lot of more, a uh, lot of better structure for your teams, help them get better as musicians and vocalists way better and faster than you can um, uh, by just offering them things a week at a time. Once you, if you could try to uh, get your stuff planned out at least a, a two or two, three weeks ahead of time, if you can, um, you know, work one week at a time, but plan out at least two or three weeks ahead of time. Um, but planning center allows you to do that. So if I have a new musician or new, new vocalist, I can say, hey, before you join our rehearsals, um, why don't you spend the next two weeks listening to the 30 to 35 songs that are on our playlist? Just listen to them. Own them. Love them. Get them all just bobbled in your head. Listen to it over and over and over. And, uh, and, and that helps a ton. Looking at chord sheets, looking at different things they can um, see on there, what keys things are in. They get the flow of service. Um, and, yeah, word of encouragement on to the pastors. Yeah, the quant – it's not about the quantity. Don't go for the full band. Look for the quality. Like, mm-hmm. shoot, go for the guy who has the heart full of gold. Um, yes, you got to have a spot of talent on there, but you are not recruiting for the talent. I mean, um, I'm going to probably step on some serious toes here saying this, but uh, we <laughs> we have – I debated saying this or not, but we 
we have a distinction between musicians and vocalists. And what I mean by that is uh, an, an unbeliever can be a musician at our church and worship with us on a Sunday morning. And you may say woe to that. You may not like it. But um, on, in our opinion, um, a vocalist is a very valuable leader. They're considered as like a small group leader or like another shepherd of the church. They have high expect We have high expectations for both them and the musicians. But musicians um, can be non-believers. Through us recruiting musicians that are non-believers, we see the already developed God-like personality that God's placed in them already. And then we give them the gospel, they respond and they have become, I mean, they have become our most insane, awesome followers of Christ. And then they tell their friends who are all lost, who all play bass and play music, music stuff. And then they come along with it. So that whole perspective may be totally different for a lot of people to hear um, probably ruffles a lot of feathers, but for us, um, we have watched, I can name you a guy named Jim, who uh, who used to play the cajon for us, who um, was an atheist, and eight months later now, um, during Sunday worship, walks off stage and just wants to give his life to Christ as a result mm-hmm. of singing the same worship song, Good Grace by Hillsong, over and over. So like we've watched God just do some crazy stuff through that. Our, our main recording engineer that we use for free, because he's a volunteer here, his name's Blake. Uh, Brian's met Blake. This guy used to smoke so much weed coming to our church every single week. Uh, but through meeting him, going through hours of conversation with him, telling him about Jesus, offering times where he can come play drums for us, um, he has been, he has now accepted Christ and he is just, my goodness, just raking, raking in all of the people who don't know Jesus all the time. There's another guy named Matt Curry who used to hate our church, literally hate our church. Like he would comment on all of our Facebook sponsors, all of our marketing that we would do and say, this church is full of junk. They don't know what they're talking about. You guys need to be careful. They're going to be, they're going to deceive you. You shouldn't do this. Um, I had lunch with him one time. Uh, most shouldn't say that m- multiple times. And now he has really rededicated his life back to Christ. He's playing in our band constantly every week. Um, don't underestimate the power of an unbeliever that God can use them for his mm-hmm. glory, but not in just that he can uh, use them to come to know him and then spark many unbelievers in their circles to run towards the cause of Christ. And so that's what we do with musicians. I know that may be totally different again, but um, for us, that's great. It has, it has been an amazing walk. And so, um, yeah, good. Yeah. That, that's really good. Thanks. Hey, Abram, uh, it, would you uh, bless us by uh, closing us in prayer? And before you do that, um, I just want to say thank you again to you guys. Um, If anybody is interested in connecting with any of these three, um, just let me know and I'll make sure to, to get you to them. It'll be easier. I think this, this episode than, than uh, giving a bunch of emails and stuff, but I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to forward you to the right person. But uh, Abram, each, each episode, we, we would like uh, uh, our guests to pray a blessing uh, on on the pastors and leaders that are are listening. So would you would you do us that uh, favor, please? Amen. Amen. Uh, Father, what a privilege that we have to uh, to lead others, and what a responsibility too. And I and I and I thank you because uh, you choose us uh, even before the world, mm-hmm. and you give us purpose. And now we're saved, and and we don't want to stop. We still want to keep. Keep on going. I mean, sh- showing your love, showing your mercy, showing your truth. Your truth, and, and I pray, God, that all um, the pastors, 
all the leaders, that we can keep clear in our call, that we can hear your voice and, and, and remind us that it's your church, it's not ours, it's, it's still your business. So we want to be found faithful and approved by you. So um, bring courage, bring uh, your leadership in the middle uh, of all this going on right now. So, mm-hmm. Father, I pray and I give you so much thanks for all you have done. I thank you and I praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I just want to thank the panel again uh, for participating in this amazing conversation on the issues of worship. And I know there are a whole lot more things we could talk about, and hopefully we'll do that again in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for sharing uh, our podcast with people that you know. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for leaving reviews. We are so grateful for each and every one of you uh, that have chosen to listen uh, to this advanced podcast. Uh, If you haven't yet, uh, we just want to encourage you to check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, please visit our website at convergementamerica.org.